listening to Stalking Spurs, and we're here to bring you 40-something minutes of football-adjacent frivolity. <laughs> Welcome, guys. I'm Acid, and we have Patty and Toby. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> so well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you? The world is burning. We're still here. <laughs> And we're still here because there's lots to talk about. So much football adjacent things to talk about. Totally. So in this episode, we have lots of ground to cover. Most notably, we're going to talk about the the discovery of an Instagram account belonging to Hyung Min Sun's Tita. (laughs) For non-Filipino fans, Tita means aunt. And it is a fan content goldmine. It's amazing. She she posts about all of her trips to visit her nephew. And you see, like, touring around London on a weekend with Sun, you see the Korean exclusive box at the stadium. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So we're going to get to that and a bunch of other awesome videos. But before <laughs> that... So guys, it's been over two months since football was called off. And it's just over two weeks until expect it's expected to come back. Is it a good idea? We don't know. I don't know. Are we excited? Kind of. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so here we're going to talk to our football correspondent <laughs> because this podcast needs needs one. This football correspondent and longtime Spurs fan Toby about Project Restart and what we can expect based on Bundesliga's return. Ah. So Toby, you've been watching the, the return of football. The in Bundesliga Germany. has been a joy to watch. Really? I think like a lot of people... I just jumped on that German train and went online and, and took the flow charts and found out what team I was. So I'm, I'm now a proud supporter of Union Berlin. Oh. Yeah, and it's a really interesting new culture to dive into. Like I, I had no idea that there another Berlin team like Hertha Berlin, but it turns out that Hertha Berlin is from kind of the West Berlin and Union Berlin's more of an East Berlin. They're very supporter focused. Like they, they needed to build a stadium recently and it was really just money raised from the the supporters that made it able to be, you know, made it able to construct. So yeah, it's been, and the football is phenomenal. I, I saw the Borussia Dortmund against Bayern Munich game the other day. I mean, which was, I think, was it the first yeah. weekend that Bundesliga started? I think started? it was the second, yeah. second round of games, but okay. like just unbelievable football, like watching these two teams play. Bayern ended up winning by one very, you know, well, well done goal. But uh, Dortmund, the way they can pass the ball against a good high press, it's, I mean, some of the best passing I've seen in a while. So England, I think the football has got a, you know, we've got some catching up to do, I think. Liverpool is a very good side, but I had a next to the two teams it's pretty special but that's been fun to watch Wait, what is this flow chart i need to take are there like is there like a spreadsheet of the cutest players of the bundesliga oh, because i'm there there i'm sure that exists and we'll find one but i think this flow chart which we'll like find again yeah. and share in the episode description it's a flow chart that helps you find your bundesliga oh. team because i guess they were the first league to restart and it was the only football that any football fan would get to watch in like how many months i think someone put together a flow chart like if you don't really know perfect you're not familiar then which one is yours so i think what was mine i forget now i I think maybe to be honest you were union berlin and i (laughs) just jumped on your train but i think one of the central (laughs) questions at the top of the flow chart like how important is winning to you oh because if you want to win every season, I mean, then you just jump on the, the Bayern Munich Yeah, just go straight to Bayern. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Dortmund because they're doing really well as, as well. So There was but, a guy uh, I think I was... in the German 
FIFA like team who I like, who isn't necessarily the cutest, but I was so drawn to him. Thomas something? Thomas Muller? Yeah, I think so. I don't know why yeah. I like him, but I do. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. Acid and I talk about him quite a bit because in the last World Cup, when Germany was losing to South Korea, wasn't it? like They were two down and it was already, I think it was already extra time. In injury time yeah. already, yeah. And he... Of all the players on the pitch, you could tell he was the one who still believed, who had no doubt in his mind that they could come back. Of course, they didn't in the end, but to see that self-belief from him, like yeah. he's such a fighter. He's he's a, he's a really, really good player. Yeah, I think the camera was on him and they were about to take like a corner or something. I can't remember exactly what, but he like looked at his teammates and said, we have six minutes, like he signed the number six. We have six minutes to get two goals oh my or God. something yeah. like that. Which was insane, <laughs> but like the the belief was amazing to see. I love it. Yeah. But I guess like coming from yeah. Bundesliga and all the joy, it's clearly bringing you, Toby. What do you think? How ready is the Premier League relative to how ready the Bundesliga is? Because I don't know. Like we just check if there are fixtures, and it seems like they haven't even announced fixtures. Is it because like? They're not sure yet. What do you, do you have any like feelings or you know inside info? You know our little football master. I suppose it's in line with. I guess we won't dive into how well the government's handled <laughs> the situation here in the UK, but in line with their kind of responsiveness to watch the R rate and just be responsive to how things are going. I mean, I don't think we're in as good a place as Germany when they started their league. I think there were fewer question marks, so it probably is the responsible way to keep things TBD at the moment and just start with two matches and see how it goes and see if they can manage the resources well enough. So it is a good way to approach it because I I don't think we can take it for granted that it is coming back. I do think if, if for example, if there's a, a rise in, in cases or something, then we do need to cancel football. And I think all Premier League fans will understand that. So as happy as we are to see it back, I think we need to keep our eyes on the prize of, you know, containing the virus exactly. and that kind of thing. So. I wonder if it's also like tentative because they want to see how things turn out in like leagues that have restarted. So maybe they're trying to see, OK, how is Bundesliga handling this what what are the clearly bad effects that we want to avoid so i I am wondering if that it's that as well i think one it seems like their priority is is to start with games in hand as well so just to get everybody on the same amount of games played which makes me a little worried that they're just gonna even it out and then they'll you know feel more legitimate in calling it a season and awarding the points so if i was a team in the relegation zone at the moment i'd be pretty worried because if they end up end up playing however many games it is to make it even on games played they could well call that the end of the season yeah Ooh. and i guess it's that that might be why they've only tentatively announced two games so far right so those are the people who are lacking games i i suppose right so nice. yeah i mean it's tricky because was it fifa who said we need to finish or uefa who said we need to finish by the end of june wasn't it yeah it's one of the one of the governing bodies i guess that they yeah. announced that so presumably there is a deadline so hopefully they're just yeah who knows it's it's not entirely clear so apart from i guess the rule bound you know version of it like i tried watching a bit of the bayer bayern munich um borussia dortmund one and i guess the things you notice are that number one obviously no fans in the stands i mean or at least very little mm-hmm. like we mentioned some leagues like the danish league have put it, put up screens so that fans can zoom and watch and you know it's different but you know there's still a crowd quote unquote but you also don't see celebrations right you don't see everyone piling up on top of each other how, how do they yeah how will they 
and also like I guess attacking and like you know trying to fight for the the ball like it's gonna be very different because does it does it feel less physical because you can't they shouldn't they try to avoid I don't know I haven't noticed that actually no I, it seems to be pretty pretty natural in terms of play and even on the celebrations I think the Bundesliga has been like you know just be reasonable when enforcing these things I mean you're not gonna get a fine for just hugging a teammate or something oh, okay. so they are like avoiding high fives and things as much as possible but uh, they're not interfering too much with it as well okay. and while it's like we definitely want to get fans back in the stadium in terms of just watching it there are real positives as well because it's really nice you can hear more of the on-field communication like you can hear the ca- the coaches yelling and even the players and that kind of thing so that's adding a really nice new dimension to it and in terms of the game you wonder if i feel like referees are now getting less pressure from from home field advantage and that kind of thing so it almost feels like it maybe it's a more manageable atmosphere to have a more fair game in in a way yeah. well we'll see if mike dean lands with us and, and then we'll figure yeah, out if it's oh a fair God. game <laughs> yeah. i don't know i don't know <laughs> Are you guys excited or scared? I'm I'm more scared. I mean, I'm obviously excited, but I'm also just like, as I I've read that some teams have reported some people with who have contracted it, and right, and that's just a bit worrisome. I don't know. I'm grateful Tottenham's not the first team back. I'm I'm quite pleased about that. That we're not part of the experiment. I mean, I'm a little gleeful that it's Arsenal against Man City. <laughs> so if they come out of two months of lockdown straight into a big L, that would be. You know, not too sad. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Arsenal fans. Or not, not sorry. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah. Well, I guess we just have to wait and see. And in the meantime, just enjoy Union Berlin <laughs> fighting to stay in the Premier League. In the yeah. I'm going. Come on, you. Yeah. You Come on, you Union Berliners. <laughs> I got to look for that flowchart. I am curious to see which team I land in. Or I just really want like a PowerPoint of like all the faces of the team members. And then that's how there I make go. my decision, which is nice. it's never let me. <laughs> Which is, I guess, how you kind of, which was part of the journey of finding a World Cup That's team true. in the last World it Cup. It never let me down. And ended up, like, mm. reinforcing your Spurs fandom. Yes, yeah, so thanks thanks to the Belgians for uh, reinforcing my love. But yeah, definitely excited. All right, well, nice. I guess here we go. Hope for the best and hope everyone stays safe and healthy. And yeah, go, go Union Berlin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, um, by the way, this is our announcement where we rebrand the podcast to um, Stalking Union Berlin. Stalking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotta learn German. Nice. All right. Du bist lecker. Yeah. Anyway. Cool, cool. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, yeah, Toby. My pleasure. To our social media roundup, Acid and I have, this has been a journey. I think we're on our 19th episode and obviously it's been a strange season, but an interesting one. And now that we're on the cusp of getting back, we dive right into our social media roundup. And we obviously have seen so much, you know, reminiscing of old games and whatnot. But now that the lads are back in training, uh, we are back to fresh content, fresh content. And I guess the sun is shining in or a hotspur away because the guys look great. Uh, we'll link to all of this in our show notes, but basically, we have bikes, we have tank tops, and we have a lot of sweaty fit team photos. I'm all in. I am all in. Asset, any favorites from this set? I guess out of just like what is going on, I would say <laughs> all of the... <laughs> 
all of the bike related content because I think as soon as the as soon as training started we started to see so many pictures and videos of the players on bikes and I was wondering like what what does this have to do with anything like did was it determined that the virus could spread more if people <laughs> walk around <laughs> so, I don't yeah, I was really wondering what what the significance was because it seemed like they were really trying to communicate to everyone that hey we have these really nice bikes on the training ground i didn't realize they were such bike fanatics but you know what cross training i'm all for it randomly eric dyer and jan vertonghen love are on this app called zwift which is like a training like indoor cycling and i guess they're into cycling and it's strange that they haven't been photographed on the bike so you know um, uh, i'll take sun and delhi any day but yeah. you know it shows us the real cyclists guys i want to see the real ones uh, yeah also i guess biceps biceps on parade like guns on parade <laughs> everyone looks clearly no one binged during the lockdown they were all pretty well behaved yeah everyone totally followed the work workout from home routines good job guys good job no one good slacked job. off good the job. results are steps for the team snaps for the team okay so now that everyone's back at training everyone's back in the dressing room Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! and a few weeks ago there was a video from spurs official that was shared on instagram and facebook i'm sure it's also on the youtube which is a segment called who's who in the dressing room and this host sits down with ben and hugo and michelle vorm and jan and asks a bunch of questions like who in the dressing room dot 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 and everyone kind of pipes in with their answer and it's like it's a minute long but it's so full of juicy juicy info um, one of the one of the things that jumped out was that when the host asked hey so who's the most attractive the answer was quick and unanimous the answer was gazaniggs i love it their standard yeah. of beauty is an Adonis. And you know what? I don't... Like, he is a really good-looking man. But it's so interesting that it was so quick, unanimous. It's like they've, they've discussed this before. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> just... Everybody knows it. Gazaniggs is the best-looking among them. Um, I think uh, it was Jan who piped in to, like, back up the answer by saying... Like, enumerating the things that makes Gazaniggs the most attractive among them. He says, big guy, good eyes. <laughs> Nice. I love that it. That covers it. That uh, sums him up. He's like, he's good. that's what makes him an attractive man. I just have to insert really quickly that when I saw him live in the flesh, I couldn't believe I was talking to him. And like, though he didn't take a picture because he was rushing and he was late to oh, the yes. hotel. In Singapore. Yeah. In Singapore. I have to say, like, it took, like, he took your breath away, you know? Like, I mean, I saw Winxie up close and like, I was also quite kind, kind of shaking, but I could still kind of find words. Um, but mm -hmm. with, with Gaza, I was just like, hi! Like, you're really, like, yeah. So he's a man, you know? Like, his presence is like, and then he goes like, I'm sorry, I'm late already. And I'm like, love you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm with you, Jan, and all the guys when you say he is uh, the most good looking. Interesting, they didn't say Hugo. I think Hugo's pretty good looking. Like, he is, a, he's a good looking man. So many good yeah. looking guys, let's be real. So I, we're, we're never going to end if we just go through all their good looking qualities, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now breaking down like overall attractiveness into subcategories, <laughs> some of the other questions were like, oh, who has the best hair? And they they said Toby. And like, who has the best style? And they said Sun. 
And the reasons were that, like, they put in a lot of effort. Like, they just kept saying, okay, you gotta give this to Toby because he puts in a lot of effort. You gotta give this to Sun because he obviously puts a lot of effort. So I it was, it was slightly shady, actually. Shady. It was so shady. And they were definitely sketch of, like, is this, like, a backhanded compliment of, like, all right, you tried too hard. Let's give it to you. But I do agree. <laughs> I mean, I guess in terms of styling of hair, Toby, as you can see, never, never not has product on his hair. So, sure. But I would agree with the style. Like, I mean, I w- it's a very, like, Sunny definitely is the most, like, fashion of everyone. And not just fashion for the sake of, because sometimes Deli and Lamelli can be fashion, but it's also very, like, sometimes it's, like, too much Gucci, you know? And is that yes. necessarily fashion? But yeah, too much brand, sure. But yeah, so far, I'm, I'm agreeing with all these, uh, with the guys. Yeah, totes. I totally agree. Um, other things that were more surprising were uh, one of the earlier questions was who could you see, who in the team could you see becoming a manager at some point? And there was something really telling here because the immediate answer from Jan was Ben Davis, who was among the people in the video. And then you see Ben Davis react to it and it's so like, he says that he's honestly never thought about it. But the way he says it, you know he <laughs> He's is. thought about it. I think you're lying, Ben. <laughs> you know he's thought about it. That's that's what somebody who's thought about it says. It's like, oh, no, no, no. No, I haven't. I have. I've plotted my life yeah. out. Ben looks yes. like a planner. He has, he yeah. has like a vision board at exactly. home with like a timeline of when he's going to become a manager. And when he's going to manage Wales and lead them to the World Cup. I love it. And I could see it, you know. Totally, yeah. I can see that happening. I think they also said Winksy would be a good one. And when that came out, Jan said that he would back Ben's team over Winksy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Winksy. (laughs) Jan, I'll get to him later more. But Jan is so funny in terms of his side comments and videos. Even in like, okay, this video is one minute and it attacked the punch unfortunately quiplash which was like 20 minutes long didn't do anything but didn't do anything for me personally but Jan's comments are always just like what this dude is hilarious and just so dry so that was fun he is yeah and he likes to throw people under the bus he does (laughs) he he volunteered that Winxie was the most afraid of spiders I think when when they ask who would most likely become a pundit, he goes, oh, definitely Winksy. And like he said, he had a side comment about how Winksy would particularly enjoy it. And the way he said it, did it seem like a compliment? <laughs> I like his backhanded everything. It's just like, Jan. And I kind of see how he would get along with Dyer so well, because I feel like Dyer also has that kind of same under the radar, but, you know, yeah. stab you in the gut for fun. Um, kind of humor (laughs) but yeah i mean means well but you know i mean like dig lots of digs and lots of teasing which is cute another thing that we we learned from this video that dyer likes to do for fun seems to be online shopping because when the host asks hey so who has the messiest locker they were like oh not necessarily messy but just has a lot of stuff it's dyer because he gets boxes and parcels delivered to him like every day what are you shopping for exactly And he gets it delivered, obviously, because they're there all the time versus their houses, I guess. Um, That he gets it delivered to the office, technically. So he's that guy. He's the guy that gets parcels to the office rather than his house. Yes, and he's the guy at your office who seems to have, like, a delivery every day. And it's like, what are you really (gasps) doing in front of your screen from 9 to 5? I'm super interested. Like, what is he shopping for? Yeah. I wish they unpacked that. Uh, Unpacked. I wish they unpacked that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, oh my gosh. 
I think. Are we ready to unpack the I next? I think we are. One? I think we are. All right. Well, for things to unpack, I stumbled upon now that, you know, we're all just at home and on our phones. I was on my Discover feed on Instagram and I think, you know, Instagram knows me well enough that I have liked way too many photos adjacent to Sunny that it surfaced an image that looked like it was part of another set of images. So before Sunny came back from Korea um, to the UK after his um, military service, he posted on his grid a photo of him in like an empty parking lot near a field. I, I, we can link to that. But the point is, I saw another photo in the same space with Sunny, and now Sunny has his arm around a woman. And the arm around the woman, to me, didn't feel girlfriendy. It felt very familial. So I was like, all right, let me uh, go click on this. And when I clicked on it, I expected it to be a fan account because fan accounts for Sunny run amok. And it was, it's called, the, the username is Walsall Love. And I'm like, all right, that no Sunny in the title, not necessarily a fan account. And when I click to, you know, look into the user, the one person that I follow that follows this person is Sunny. And Sunny doesn't follow a lot of people on Instagram. So I'm like, and he doesn't follow any of the fan accounts, that's for sure. Because Jan follows some fan accounts. Others, other of the players do follow some other fan accounts. Sunny doesn't. And so I was like, who is this lady? And so, of course, the first thing I do is send it to Acid. And boy, oh boy, did we open up a treasure trove. We found out that she is Sunny's, or at least we've deduced that she seems to be Sunny's aunt. This lady does not look like she could be Sunny's aunt. She looks young, and yet it seems she is, because all the translated captions say, my nephew, my nephew, my nephew. And I'm just like, all right, we found Sunny's aunt. I, I don't know if we should be talking about this in public. I'm surprised <laughs> that, uh, I don't know, she, it's a public account, so it's not for like now. we're- For now. And that's why we both followed her. <laughs> we're in the, on the ground floor. Asset, what have we found in this treasure trove of an account? Uh, lots of gems. Lots of gems. I think one, one of the ones that I think merits talking about is a set of photos from inside like a private room in the stadium that we have never seen before. I've never seen And it's this. like, it's a box that leads into the stadium so you can watch games from it. And in this room, there's like a conference table or dining table in the middle. And the walls are just like full of sunny stuff, <laughs> like giant photos of him at iconic moments, some of his shirts. Yeah. So we're thinking this might be the room that maybe Sunny's special guests get to watch games from. Does every player have one? Like, is there a Harry Kane room? Is there like a Hugo Lloris room? Uh, because this is clear favoritism. I'm all for it, but I kind of feel bad for the players that don't have it if they don't. Or does Sunny bring in that many international guests of maybe familial variety or even just like dignitaries or people coming through who are Korea adjacent, South Korea adjacent, that they merit their own room? Because this place is kitted out to be a yes. Sunny museum. I'm wondering if this was part of his contract. He's like, okay, I'm renewing, but give me a box. Or, Ooh. I don't know, is this some, like, maybe Korean company? Or is it even, like, the embassy that's like, hey, we need a space here? Actually, I don't know. Maybe so many questions. Another stalking first mystery, but it's very interesting. And, I mean, I would love to be in that room. I think something I want to call out about this account is that this auntie of Sunny has two young daughters. 
And these two young daughters are adorable. And if you scroll long and hard, which we did, we spent a good couple of hours doing this. Sonny has a lot of interactions with his two cousins. They're cousins. cousins? They're technically his cousins. I guess, yeah, they are his cousins. They're his cousins. But they're so cute. And Sonny with children, as you've seen during the walkabouts, he's, you know, he's always interacting with the kids. And these are his, like, cousins. It's adorable. And just, like, the love between them, it's, it's too much. I am... I'm obviously, I've obviously gone back to this account way too many times now, but it's really just sweet. It's so nice to see Sunny be Sunny. Like, I feel like this is the most natural you've seen him. You see him on the pitch being very funny and like clowning around with the guys. And you see him like in his military career and you see him being, you know, like, I am representing an entire nation. But somehow when you see him in this account with the aunt, it just feels like this is who Sunny is when he's with family. And it's such a nice, nice insight. It is. I think that's it's one of the that's another category of photos that I think think I, I, we want to cover. They're like sunny. You know how if you live in another country and your family comes to visit you, you will spend the weekend showing them around that country. I think there's an entire bucket of posts, genre of posts that falls into that, and it's like from the aunt's point of view, showing like videos and photos of son like. Hanging out with his cousins all around London. I I, I have no words. It's, it's just really, really sweet. And it seems like, I mean, I'm assuming, okay, obviously she could be his dad's sister or his mom's sister. I'm leaning more toward dad, but I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But just really cute. Just really cute. And I hope she gets to travel. I mean, now that everything is kind of up to shit. I don't know if she'll, you know, get to travel as often to London, but it would be so nice because you also see Sunny back in Korea and he visits her and, and you know, and, and they have photos in like the house and it's just, ah, uh, And so their much. favorite restaurant. Favorite restaurant. like the same few ones that they keep going to. And, and she has pictures with like Hugo and with like um, Sissoko and she's clearly like a fan and it's really sweet. It's really sweet how Sunny is so close to her. I love how she is so prolific in her posting. So keep it up, Auntie. You have yeah. uh, brought me so much joy. You brought this show so much content. We may even have a special section just for you soon, depending on how much posts you do. But yeah, just putting it out there. Putting it out there into the universe. Who knows? Thanks for doing the work you do. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Also doing good work in terms of content is David Beckham and AIA. So the next bunch of videos that we want to talk about came out over the past few weeks. And they're obviously like a campaign with AIA, who's our shirt sponsor. And they've sent like David Beckham D-Becks in to like show uh, the world what the stadium is like and how the stadium supports health and whatever. <laughs> insurance. Whatever brand promise that insurance <laughs> is giving. And the two videos, links are going to be in the show notes or episode description. The first one is called Jose Mourinho and David Beckham, the 24-hour professional. And you see Jose and Beckham like walking around the stadium and showing all of these awesome features that you wouldn't normally see as a fan. It starts out in the dressing room where Jose is showing off this like touchscreen whatever thing that in the olden days he says used to be a pen and paper <laughs> and now it's like completely interactive you'll notice that as they walk through the stadium you get a lot of like fomo looks on on david beckham's face it looks it, it he genuinely seems like he he wishes he were in the premier league today 
I mean, I think Bex is always such a interesting guy to look at. Like, even on his own social media, on his non-paid stuff, this, the whole Beckham family are just adorable to follow and how much they love each other and stuff. And clearly, you can see his love for the game. And it really, really shines through. And even like he, he, and he's such a good brand ambassador, like overall, that like it seems so natural the way he can spout off brand shit versus like personal shit. And it, it just flows nicely. It doesn't feel, I guess, staged and it doesn't feel forced. And I think this is something a lot of the Spurs guys need to like imbibe more. And I guess it takes time and it, it takes a certain maturity and, and like, being in the game for so long to, to pull this off. But he does so well. He hosts it he so does. well. Yeah, and I think you see exactly that difference in the next video where you see Beckham um, meeting players like Mora and Sun um, and talking to them. And you see like how almost like effortlessly and smoothly David Beckham seems to hit all of the copy points that AIA has asked him to hit. And then it, it just comes off a little less natural yeah. with, with uh, like more inexperienced players. But it takes time, guys. It takes you have time. to do like a million brand collab videos before you you really like get to the David Beckham level of of selling. <laughs> like he's and that's why he's a brand ambassador for so many things, right? Yes. But but it was just really nice to see because when when they shot these things, obviously earlier earlier in the year, you'd see like Harry Winks post with Bex. You saw Sunny post with Bex, and so you can see that he's also like someone they all look up to. And it was just so nice to see them interact with him, like Winksy interact with him. And, you know, he's Beckham. Movies were made around Bendit like Beckham. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, the star. And yet, he also seems very, like, approachable. What? I mean, he seems very, like, approachable as a, as a human, that he could connect with these guys. And at the end of the day, he's just, like, one of them, quote-unquote. But he's kind yeah. of, like, he's, like, one of those one-name guys. So it was just really sweet too. And and again, amazing props to AIA because this is a sponsor video, but they made me stick around because of yes. the, I guess, like they forced all the players to do it. It's contractual. They must do these videos, but they made it very interesting without it being too brand focused. It was still very human interest, I guess. It was definitely. And like what all fans want to see are parts of the stadium or training facility that we don't normally see. And they totally give that in this video. Um, I think one of the super exciting from a fan POV bits was like a tour around the training facility in the second video. And then they show like the players lodge or i guess where they stay when they have to stay overnight at the training facility and we've heard about this before i think one of the first interviews that jose had with the club he talks about how the beds at the training facility are insanely good and they're so comfortable and everything's so expensive and the pillows are of great quality the mattress is of great quality and we finally see this mattress <laughs> in this video and the, uh, one of the trainers says that like sleep is so important hitting that copy point and also saying that the mattress at the training facility is the same mattress that each of the players have at home. So what? There's an official Spurs mattress? I love it. Like, it's so holistic, their training, that 
literally they provide you with a bed because this is how comfortable you should be that you get this much sleep so that you are at your optimum fitness like obviously we're not athletes and we <laughs> probably i don't think in my lifetime will be at this elite level but you see how much preparation goes into it and how much yeah. attention to detail goes into it and you already know they're superstitious so you know they're all sleeping on the same mattress you know what i mean like <laughs> also yeah, yeah, for superstitious purposes. Yeah. So you wonder also, this this opens up, I know this answer is like one question, but it, it opens up so many more. Like, are these individually tailored mattresses? Oh, like, is the sure. sun mattress different from like the Mora mattress? Because maybe they're like different heights, different body types. So the mattress needs to be optimized to give yeah. them the best possible sleep. For sure. Like a lot of these, like I've, I've listened to too many podcasts and all these podcasts have like mattress sponsors and the new mattresses these days. You can calibrate for like firmness versus like density versus, you know, all of these things, comfort. So I'm sure these are top of the line. Like take leave it to Levy to make sure that these guys get the best. So I don't doubt yeah. it. I'm sure these are all contoured to their bodies and whether they're prone sleepers or side sleepers or like on their back. So more yeah. more more stockings first mysteries. We'd love to know who sleeps on yeah. their sides. Zooming out from like the mattress to the the room, the bedrooms in general, the bedrooms look really nice. They look they like are. really stylish, trendy hotel rooms. Like they call it the lodge and the lodge really looks like a hotel. Like, you, you see their walkthrough, it's like, whoa, this is like, you see this kind of hotel on Agoda, and it's gonna be at least, like, 4.7 stars. For sure. And it's amazing, because, like, people don't really live here all the time, you know? These are rooms that could be occupied, but it's not like someone actually, you know, lives here. So, just the upkeep of these places is amazing. Good job. Good job, AIA. Good job, Good Stadium. Good job, AIA. Good job, Bex. You Good are... job, Bex. I mean, can we have more of these videos, please? I, I don't mind. I will settle for one every quarter. Like, I don't even need one every month. I'll do one every quarter, but juicy. So, AIA, balls in your court. We have uh, proposed four videos, different parts of the stadium, but also different parts of the training facility. Different, like, aspects day in the life of, right? With Bex hosting, because he's a good one. Yeah. He's a Let's good break one. down their meal plans. We want to see what they have I for love it. breakfast, lunch, and Marianne's. And like the seven snacks they take, because you know they snack. Anyway, I guess we just want to round out the social media roundup on a more serious note. Like we mentioned in the intro, the world is turning to shit and there's so much negativity everywhere and just a lot of like horrible things happening on top of the pandemic with regards to racism and just like police brutality. And I thought it was interesting to call out that out of all the players, uh, you know how when you follow someone on Twitter and you interact with them way too much, Twitter kind of shows you all the things they react to. And I've noticed recently that Jan Vertonghen, love of my life, happens to like a lot of politically slanted posts. And they're obviously liberal, of the liberal variety and of he's anti-racism, SCN pro, you know, all these like the escalation of the police. And you'll see all the tweets he likes. It's very, very interesting that he likes them on his personal account without having to be prompted. Because as you guys know, and we'll probably link to it, a bunch of the guys like participated and I think were mandated to participate in like Blackout Tuesday. But Jan has been posting about it's not white versus black, it's everyone versus racists. He posted one on Black Lives Matter. And I think it's just interesting that this is his like natural state of mind. I know athletes have been told to stay in their lane and not really participate in political discourse because obviously fans can be from opposite ends of the spectrum. 
But it's just nice to see him take a stand in that small yeah. park button. Wokian, please keep it up. I love seeing. And I'm glad we align on our thoughts, but it would be horrible if <laughs> yeah, we did yeah. not align. Oh, man. You know how they say, like, don't meet your heroes? I feel like yeah. I don't, I'd rather not, like, personally be friends with a lot of, of like, people I look up to because it'll be, just be so heartbreaking to, like, yeah. find out that we don't align on really basic things. Oh, yeah. So it was so heartwarming to know that I align with a lot of things politically and, like, you know, ethically, morally speaking with Jan. At least yeah. based on the things he hearts on uh, Twitter. We heart you, Jan. We heart you, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads us to our baby of the week. Oh, so yes. I mean, it is its own Ending section. Ending this on a cute note. On a cute note. On a cute note. And since we were just talking about Jan, let me just start this off by saying that Jan posted a photo of himself as a kid and it really looks like just a tiny version of present Jan, and it's just so cute. It's a different angle of the usual baby photo you see of Jan. So you've seen that photo where he's in his childhood kit, and he's facing one way, but this time he showed another version of it, and the Spurs official account reposted it, and it's just, it's cute. So now we've featured BB Sun, BB Deli, and now we see BB Jan, and I, I really like it. I, he is, he hasn't changed. He's so cute. I'm expecting like the nice wave hair, but like, his fringe is amazing. He's adorable. I love it. Yeah, his face is exactly the same. It's the same face, but on like a bigger <laughs> body. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of same face on a different body, the next baby that we're getting to is Bibi Boy Mora. So Lucas on his own Instagram in the past few weeks shared a photo of him and his son. So it's it's Lucas and his his baby. older son. Yeah. <laughs> He's carrying him and they they this is just his mini me. Actually it, to be fair, it's like a mini me, like a perfectly half. equal mini me yeah. of him and his wife. And they have paint on their faces and they're smiling and they're looking happy. It's a really sweet photo. Super sweet. And just like really like this smile on this kid is just sweet. Like you know he's like a he could be a bit naughty. Like you can tell he can be a bit naughty, but overall like just a really sweet kid. Yeah, just a happy, happy baby. More happiness for us. Uh, thank you, Maureen Lloris, for continuing your fan service because you have provided us amazing quarantine content. And now we see a post from, on her account, uh, of Papa Hughes and Leandro Lloris. We see baby boy Leandro with Papa Hughes, and it's a gorgeous black and white photo. Uh, you don't actually see the baby too much, but you know what? Hugo makes up for it because he looks handsome as hell. Hugo's buzz cut is growing out nicely. When he first shaved his head, I was worried for him. Let's be real. But now you see it's a nice summer look and he's there lounging on like a lounge chair outdoors and baby boy Leandro is with him. And it is a gorgeous shot. Marine, if you do not have this blown up in your house, I think you should do it. It's a, it's going to look great on your wall. Great, it great is. Photo. It's the kind of photo you print in black and white, blow up and put mm. up in a nice frame. Nice frame. Go for it, Marine. Go for it. So speaking of the images that you kind of want to celebrate and keep forever, one of the the next baby you want to talk about is in the Alderweireld household. And last week, Toby shared a video of their new baby boy. It was an Instagram video, unfortunately, uh, Instagram story, story unfortunately. Ugh. So instead of like printing it out and hanging it on a wall, you get to see it for twenty four hours and then it's gone forever. <laughs> Unless a fan account screen grabs it and shares yes, it on account. their fan account. 
which luckily in this case was the case. So if you check out this link, you're going to end up on a fan account and it's a video Jace Alderweireld being held up by one of his parents and he's just laughing at some I don't know what it is, but it's so it's just so cute. He's laughing in the strangest strangely cute way. It, it looks like he's a, little, a mini Cutely Toby. Strange. I mean, like, they dressed him up like he's a mini adult. Like, it's kind of cute in his, like, little tracksuit jacket. And, like, and he's, like, you can't see his neck because he can't, he can't support <laughs> his head yet. So he's kind of leaning back into his mom or dad or whoever's hand that is. But his, his laugh is adorable. And you kind of imagine who is taking this video and making funny faces for this baby to be laughing so cutely. Or, or maybe he's laughing at his own outfit. He's like, lol, I'm a baby. Why am I in a tracksuit? <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. But Jace, we're excited to see you grow up. And, you know, maybe vie for the Baby of the Week title. Because once Our again... winner <laughs> is from the same household. Surprise, surprise. Surprise! It is Ayla Alderweireld who makes an appearance on her dad's Instagram post. So it was his wife's birthday, so he posted a series of photos to celebrate that. And in the photos, in the, the, the lead photo, we see the first face you look at or what your eye is drawn to when you see this first photo is Ayla. She's all I look at. Let's be real. Just being sweet. And it's just, it's really cute. Like, she is the perfect combination of mom and dad. And I'm excited to see how Jace grows up because obviously... Ayla is a high bar to, to live up against, but I know he'll do just fine. And Ayla and your pigtails, related happy birthday to your mom. And we congratulate the Alderweireld family for uh, once again producing our baby of the week. Stealing the title. Congrats. Congrats. And that's it this episode. Maybe we'll see you guys in two weeks if Premier League starts up. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. I guess we'll we'll keep you guys posted on our Twitter account. So please follow on, at Stalking Spurs on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet, we're available on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, God knows where else. All uh, of it. All of it. Smash that subscribe button and uh, rate and review. I don't think we've ever told you guys to rate and review us. And yeah. you know what? 19 See, episodes in. We never in, ask anything from we you never guys. Asked. This is the first time. First time. 19 episodes in, I guess, thanks for sticking around. If you, you're listening to this, you you have stuck around. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Acid, for uh, joining me again this week. It's nice to see thanks, your face. Thanks, Patty. <laughs> nice to catch up. All right, we'll see you guys soon. And who knows, maybe we'll have some football to talk about next time. Come, Come on, on you Spurs! Spurs.